I always wonder why some months seem so long. For example, April took fucking forever to get through. March took even longer to get through. I agree. This month, I don't know what's going on, but today it feels like May 2nd to me. But it's it's past the weekend. You know what I mean? Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. But it yeah. feels like the second, and it feels like a Tuesday, and it's the end of the fucking week. I don't know what's going on, but that's just... Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like, March and April, I mean, obviously, taking into consideration quarantine and stuff, our days feel longer, but those months seem to go like... It seems like April lasted a year. Yeah, April definitely felt like a long time. Like, every single day was really extremely agonizingly long, but now into May, it seems like it's going a little bit quicker. May is going by super fast, man. Yeah, and I don't to know what that me. means. I don't know if I feel like it's going by super fast, but I think it might just be going faster as in comparison to last month. Because I still think it's kind of slow a little bit, but it's definitely moving faster than last month, for sure. Do you think you do compare it to last month? Yeah, a little bit, for sure. Um, I think we were just starting to ease into everything, too. So besides, you know, the fact that we have to stay at home, everybody was, like, panicking and everything was going on and people were so super worried about what was going on those first couple weeks of april that it made the day seem longer too because everybody was so worried about everything going on that's that's a good point and a bleed over from the end of march of course yeah i know my april was it was pretty busy my april was busy while being in quarantine Mm -hmm. by trying to understand what am i gonna do yeah like every day i'm like really trying to figure out you know what am i gonna do with my day right what am I going to do when it comes to getting money? What am I going to do with my job? Am I going to go back to work? Like, those are like all the thoughts that I'm having like, on a daily basis in April. Yeah. So, you know, just trying to think about the unknown, I guess, would prolong those days. For sure. And I think now it's moving a little bit faster because we're a little bit more settled in, not only to the quarantine, but now, like, as stuff is starting to kind of ease back, I wouldn't say to normal, but you, we start seeing things like, you know, people, some people are starting to go back to work and life's starting to pick up pace again. I think it's going to keep going by a little bit faster than it has in the last couple months. Yeah, I think so too. Which is insane to think about because the amount of information we get and how fast we get information is so crazy and so fast, but the days are longer. Like you would think that with as much information, as much things we're throwing out all the time, that the stuff could be going by faster, but it's not. And with so many outlets to do things, you would think that our days would go by faster, but then you really realize that, I don't know, maybe it just feels like it goes faster because you have less time to do those things from before you know so now that you have the, more time to do them days just seem longer yeah. does that make sense yeah that yeah. makes sense i was wondering with this whole corona situation that's going on i wonder what the first tv show or movie show <laughs> what tv show or movie, movie show? show i wonder what's the first tv show or the first movie that's going to come out that's post corona yeah because everything that i'm watching now even new episodes are operating as if you know the coronavirus never happened well yeah and i assume that's because they were probably recorded previous to the corona for sure yeah and then they're just yeah it's gonna be interesting are they just gonna continue and just act like everything's normal yeah like it's really gonna make tv even more fantasy yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how they incorporate the events of now into the shows moving forward do you even address corona at all and make it a part of the storyline or do you just leave it out or because you know shows like insecure right they Mm -hmm. have storylines that are relate to real life so do you add that element in now this horse all of a sudden think he's got corona like i will say if they don't add it 
is going to make the show seem actually when you're watching it, it's not going to make the show seem any different. Right. But if you really break it down and look at it for what it is, you're going to know that it's fake. Yeah. Even more fake. For sure. Right. Obviously, it's scripted. But now it's like now this is an, uh, a parallel universe. Yeah. Like that's what we're watching at this point, because our universe is clearly, you know, social distance. Uh, wash your hands, face mask. Uh, there's a line uh, six feet gap in between each person at a line there's lines outside of grocery stores right i'm sure there's going to be a show that emphasizes all of it yeah i think that at every boardroom for all these shows and movies they're wondering those questions like do we go do we go forward with this like do we address this do we not address this yeah it's gonna be interesting to see the creative ways that they address it too are they gonna like just kind of brush over it are they gonna make it a central plot line or are shows gonna become or are there gonna shows that are gonna how do i say this Will there be shows that are made specifically from what's happened with Corona, too? Yeah, and they're also going to have to consider being very delicate with the situation. Oh, absolutely. Because it's so fresh and new, too. It's not like this is good. If they come out right after the coronavirus is over, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're still playing with people's emotions who just felt that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they wait a lot of times to make movies about, you know, certain events. You know, they have to wait like a 10 year gap or something because the emotions are still too real to make it within that 10 year gap. Do you think that only applies to situations where people die? Uh, I'm sure that that's one of the like the stipulations of it. I'm sure that that's one not stipulations, but one of the reasons why people don't. I wouldn't. I don't know what else. I know comedians would rather come out guns hot with this corona shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen Twitter? Like just Twitter. The Twitter comedians. Imagine the real comedians that could really write. Like the Twitter comedians have already been having a field day with the, and all the storylines that have been coming out of this corona. The the wild storylines, not just the corona related stuff, but just other things that have been going on right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of material, and I get that comedians probably don't want to harp on that material right now because we're still in the midst of it. But there's going to be some good jokes to come out after this. But there's a rush also. Like I have to be the first one because someone else might take this premise. Yeah. Oh man, it's going to be interesting. Entertainment in the next six months is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that, you know, we've seen a couple of like quarantine styled songs come out. Like Gunna had the quarantine clean song. I'm actually shocked that more people are not coming out with quarantine related songs to try and capitalize on that. And we saw like the baby do the cover with the face mask and things like that. But Mm -hmm. nobody's really, I think like everybody's waiting for the first person to do it. That way, if that first person fucks up, they could pull back. But if if it Mm -hmm. works for the first person, then they're like, okay, we'll work for him. Maybe it could work for somebody else too. I can definitely see that. I'm definitely interested to see where uh, where this is all going to go. I do like the idea that um, a lot of the old TV shows are now doing like group reads or like reunion things online. Yeah, I saw that's some of that. Cool for the for, for the fans. Yeah, I mean, if you're into that, for sure. Yeah, I haven't watched any of them personally, but I don't think yeah. I would watch them. Well, I saw the community one, and I was like, nah. Unless Californication did some shit. Oh yeah. Like I really don't think I would watch it. Even like Seinfeld, I probably wouldn't watch a group read. With the Seinfeld cast. I'm not even going to front. I, think I love even, Seinfeld. Yeah. I think even if they like try to redo Seinfeld now, you know, like base it in now, I don't know if I'd necessarily rock with it. On Reddit, they have a subreddit called Reddit Writes Seinfeld. Okay. Have you seen that? No. That sounds really interesting. It's, you would like it. Okay. Because you like Seinfeld. Yeah. But yeah, all the Seinfeld fans out there, check it out. It's where, you know, people on Reddit, they'll write a scenario that is present day that would relate to Seinfeld or that would be a Seinfeld script. So like... um George forgets his password to Cash App or some weird oh, shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, speaking of uh, Seinfeld, did you manage to check out the uh, his new stand-up? I did. I got through about thirty-five minutes of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. I was kind of watching while I did other stuff. It's you, good. Did you uh, think without giving too much away? 
I don't know what I expected. And I'll throw this out there as a disclaimer. I don't think I've ever watched Jerry Seinfeld stand up. Except for like the little tidbits at the end of uh Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like I watched probably every episode three or four times of right. the actual show. But his stand up, I don't think I've ever watched it aside from the bits, like you said, on the show. Um but yeah, for what it is, I mean I guess it's it was cool. Like my early, very early thing that I didn't really like about it is Jerry has like a very high squeaky voice in this for some reason. Like his voice was like I don't know, it was weird compared I don't know, it just was weird. Hmm. I don't know, maybe maybe I just like heard something different, but I don't know, his voice to me was just weirder than usual. I was wondering how he was gonna relate to the common person. That too. Because he's in a whole nother world. Right. When it comes to his fame and his money. Do you think he did a good job of that? Yeah, he's just talking about human issues. Okay. I might have to finish it tonight because, I, yeah, like I said, I only got about 35 minutes through it and then I cut it off because I had other stuff to do. That's kind of what I expected him to do, though, because he's an observational comic. Yeah. And what else can other people relate to? And it's just human issues, I guess. Right. He's very good at, uh, like, social commentary. Yeah. He's, his career is very spotless. He's one of the rare ones that he's, I would consider him legend status. Oh, for sure. He's goat status. Yeah, yeah, he's squeaky clean. Um, yeah, I mean, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. Cool, yeah, I'll definitely finish it. Um, and I've been watching re- or re-watching old Seinfeld uh, episodes, too. Yeah, me and Taylor are actually going to start from number one. That's dope. It's always good to watch those, uh, to break up watching dramatic, angry, rage-filled, violent stuff all the time. So, yeah, I had to cool it on the 007s and watch a couple Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> I love that little seven. Yeah, I just watched, uh, what was it last night? Quantum of Solace? No, okay. no. Um, I like that one a lot. Skyfall. Oh, Skyfall last night. Skyfall is really good, too. Yeah, all the ones with Daniel Craig, honestly, are all pretty good. That's true. Yeah. People gave him a lot of shit. For, yeah. They're going to have a blonde James Bond? Like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really gives a shit. And it's not like... See, the, the one thing that always confused me about the 007 movies is, are they... Is this all supposed to be one guy over all the years, or is it... The 007 is the role, and then they just switch out different agents. I think it's supposed to be the same person. Okay. And then they just re like they redo them. Like, each person mm-hmm. has their own set of 007 movies. Okay. Like Spider-Man. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there there's supposed to be a new one coming out, right? Like, uh, I thought I... Maybe That's what I thought. Told me. Yeah, I thought there was supposed to be a new one coming out. Okay, maybe I've seen a trailer for the new one. I'll have to look again. One thing I am looking forward to that's coming out... Changing the subject completely yeah. from 007, but... um. That Steve Carell show on Netflix is coming out where he's gonna run Space Force. Oh yeah, yeah, looks interesting for sure. I think it's gonna be really funny. It's a movie, right? I don't know. It looks like a movie. I hope it's a series. I would like it to yeah. be a series. It comes from the same people as The Office. Yeah, that is interesting. I think it would uh, do well as a series because there's so many problems you can come up with. Yeah, for just that. Space Force fighting whatever the fuck you want to make up. Like you yeah. can make it. As sci-fi as you want, you know what I mean? As realistic as you want. That's it's true. It's limitless. And you can put in current politics. Like, there's a lot you can play with. Yeah, you can keep it current all the time. Yeah. Everything is fucked all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, let's uh, let's change the direction real yeah. fast. I had this very introspective thought recently about caring what other people think about me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy to say to someone else, you shouldn't care what other people think about you. Not everyone's always going to like you. It's easy to say that, but it's hard to internalize that. Yeah. And I think I was going through it the past couple of weeks. 
Like, I, I just, I don't know. Just sometimes you just go through shit. You know? Right, 100%. Yeah, and I was just, you know, thinking about that really hard. Like, damn, you know, not everyone is going to like me. I just really need to accept that. And it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. I was wondering, are there times on the podcast where you worry about the things that you say? Yeah, to an extent. I mean, if I worried about everything I said, we'd have to PC everything to me. Because, I mean, somebody is going to either take something the wrong way or think it's about them or get offended by something or not like something you're going to say. And that's not even has to do with just the podcast. It's not anywhere. Like people can unfollow you on Instagram just because they don't like one of the pictures that you post or on Twitter, they could block you because they don't like one thing that you tweet about. Like people are not always going to like what you say. So when I do things like the, like when we do the podcast, like, yeah, I keep it in the back of my mind to try not to offend people and try not to say things that are too off the rails. But at the same time, it's like, people are going to get mad anyway. So I'm not going to please everybody. And the people that really fuck with the stuff that like we're doing or I'm doing on a regular basis are going to continue coming to that. The other people, they probably were just looking for a reason to not fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about that. I'm not too worried about things that I said right. because I mean, I would defend what I say in any situation. And if there was a situation where I'm wrong, like I'll correct it. Yeah. And we've done that on this podcast. We backtracked and said some things that you know were wrong or, we've admitted to things and things like that. It's just, you know, and especially if somebody really has an issue with me over something I say on here or something I post, you can come directly to me about it. Like, I'm not going to get upset. Well, you have a difference of opinion, but if you're going to be blatantly disrespectful and things like that, that's a different story. But if Mm -hmm. you have an issue with something I've said or something I've done, that's an easy conversation for us and we can either fix it and we can, you know, we can go on being friends or, you know, whatever. It could just, just be whatever. Yeah. Like I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm cool either way now. Like the people that, like I really care about pleasing or not even pleasing, but just staying on the right track with, I know we're going to stay there. People that don't like, they're probably just looking for a reason to bounce anyway. So, you know, and I felt like that so solidly and I don't know how my thoughts got so critical about the situation, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, man, like there's something, something allowed me to like really just go in a little too deep into thought about like, like, damn, it's okay. Like it really is okay. Well, I think it too, it's, it's a part of like putting yourself out there too, because now we're putting more of ourselves out there and a lot of the things, and like you said, we've mentioned on the podcast before, like we've been able to, or, you know, some podcasts are able to go back and edit and stuff and do all that or know what they're going to say in the moment. But we have such a quick turnaround time that sometimes we don't be, we're not able to do that or we don't get our complete thoughts out, things like that. So it makes it difficult sometimes to be doing this because we can't go back and edit what we say mm-hmm. you know we can try to retract or whatever the next week but once it's out there it's out there you know i think that's a scary thought too is like putting yourself out there and opening what you say up for interpretation and hoping that people like it and especially at the beginning when a lot of people you know people are still gravitating towards it it could seem like people aren't fucking with it because they're not fucking with what you're saying when in reality you know everything just has to have time to catch up i think I agree with that. Yeah, but I definitely get, I get to those moments too where like, you know, some stuff that we work on doesn't get as much of attention as it should. And we had this kind of talk during like the creative, the one we had a couple mm-hmm. months back. Yeah, I get to those modes too where it's like, oh man, you know, I worked really hard on this or, you know, you spent a lot of time editing and it just didn't capture people the way that we thought it was. And sometimes that, like you were saying, that kind of stuff does get to me, definitely gets in my head. Yeah, especially when there's like, I'm not saying this is for me per se. But if you have someone that you like look up to that you want to impress and they don't perceive it Mm -hmm. that way, it's like, damn, that one hurt. Yeah. Just got to keep it pushing, I guess. Yeah. Learn the golden rule in life is just got to keep it pushing. And it is what it is. 
Yeah, it's funny too that you said it is what it is because Jerry Seinfeld in that stand-up was like, people that say it is what it is should die. Damn. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. But I love that saying. Like, it's very simple. Maybe it's just a millennial thing, you know? Yeah. Millennials and under are just like, man, fuck it, let us say it. I do get what Jerry's saying though. If, if this is how I would interpret what he's saying is that a lot of people do say it is what it is just to just like, uh, like fluff. Yeah. Like, gr- give credence to their fuck shit like oh mm-hmm. well if you don't like it it is what it is you mm-hmm. know like no sometimes <laughs> you should know what it is yeah <laughs> that's funny you should sometimes <laughs> for sure um yeah that's what i have on that one of my random thoughts um so last week we were saying i hadn't caught up on the last dance which i'm still not caught up i only did three and four mm-hmm. uh i've been about a week behind whatever um but one of the really interesting uh things i saw from those two episodes was obviously they focused on Dennis Robin for one of them and really dove into who Dennis was as a person, kind of his psyche, how he was kind of like off the walls. Uh, one thing I really did notice though, is how much, or the idea that I got from it is how much having a good person that's your leader or the person in charge affects so many other levels of how your team operates. Like for example, like Phil Jackson had to manage, um, Jordan's like obviously his ego and his superstardom. He had to manage Pippen's quietness and not inability to speak up for himself. He had to manage Rodman's like crazy off the wall behavior. But I think that's a markings of a good leader is he's you able to get to the Kukoc part. Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay. But I heard that one's good too. Yeah, I've, no. I've heard a little bit about it, about how he was protesting. Well, he's just another, a big personality. Yeah. Which and, is crazy too, because he was such a big role, but he gets outshined by the three main people on the team. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was just, it was interesting to see how Phil was, uh, not only did he, was he able to coach Dennis, but he was also able to relate to him. And I think that that's one thing that makes Phil such a mastermind at coaching. And you even see a little bit now with Steve Kerr and the way he coaches is he's, they're so able to manage all of these personalities, connect with these guys and, you know, connect with them on a personal level, but also make them so that they're able to group together and function as one as well. I mean, that's just characteristics of a good leader or good boss, whatever, like for any situation, you know, you have, you get a new boss at work. If their ego is bigger than what they can control, your team's Mm going to be shit, you know, but if their ego is in check, you're probably going to have a pretty solid team that you're working with. You know, right. It, uh, it also makes me think of how many, not just with sports, but just even in general, like how many people didn't get to their potential because the person above them, I wouldn't say not get to their potential, but they, they weren't able to maximize where they were at the time because the person above them might have been holding them back or didn't understand them or couldn't work them into a system, you know, things like that. Like oftentimes in sports, when players don't win a championship and stuff, we just write them off as, oh, my God, that player wasn't good enough to win a championship. When in reality, there's so many other factors, just like in life, that, you know, factor into how successful things are going to be based on, you know, every factor. Think about that even deeper. Like think about parents. Yeah. Like, I know there's parents that don't have the means to do this for their children. But, I mean, if if you're in, like, a two-parent household and you're dropping the ball for your child, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a bad start from the jump right there, you know? Right. But, yeah, I just thought it was amazing to see kind of how Dennis was such an off-the-wall character and how he's so different from everybody else on the team. But Phil found one – I think it was a Native American thing, right? They found that Native mm-hmm. American thing to click on. And it's crazy how two people can be also so different in appearances and style and not just i'm not talking about clothing style i'm talking about style as and how they are as a person you know things like that personality and then mesh over one thing and then that connection is what makes them 
click well. Mm-hmm. Just interesting to see the dynamics of these things play out after they've played out, especially with the team that was as great as the Bulls. To go back and analyze like why they were great. Yeah, and to really understand like the makings of a like a good team, and that's what now it shows you how teams are able to dominate for three or four years in a sport because of the coaching and because of the system and. It explains why Steve Kerr won what three in a row? Was it three? Uh, two. two. Well, two three out of four. Because remember, uh, that was a year Kyrie hit that big shot, mm-hmm. and then Braun came back from three one. Yeah, man. Last dances. Uh, it hasn't missed yet. I mean, I haven't seen the new ones, but from what you're saying, it sounds like five and six were great too. Yeah, even if you don't like the Bulls, like there's so many other lessons to learn from it. Yeah. Like this is, this is breaking down greatness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's just yeah, it's just it's more than just basketball. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a blueprint for it is a lot of things. You can apply this to so many things. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, man. So last week you were talking about uh, well, you sent me a text. You're like, hey, you know, Chase Long's Anticipation One and Two is back on streaming. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool because Anticipation Shit. Two is one of my favorite mixtapes. Yeah, and um, it had me thinking. Is that a good marketing tactic? Hear me out. So you have something that does really well, uh, a project, a music project that does really well. You put it out, and as soon as it starts to dry, you know, like it's, it's not getting the heat that it should anymore. It's, it's been out for a year, maybe two. Mm-hmm. You pull it off streaming sites. Then you can just put the shit back on six months later. Yeah. And be like, hey, it's back on streaming sites. Everyone's going to rush to it. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe six months is kind of short, but... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. pull it off for a little bit, and then the act of putting it back on a streaming site is hyping itself. Right. Because that shit made me want to listen to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of, especially with the mixtape re-releases, they're coming back remastered. So you know how mixtape quality was crap back in the day. Mm-hmm. Also, the kind of the uh, the good thing for the consumer there is not a lot of people like going to SoundCloud or going to Datpiff or mm-hmm. those kind of sites. So being able to just click on Apple Music and it being right there is so much easier than, or Spotify or wherever, you know, so much easier than having to go search for it on, you heard that too, or so, you know, I don't know, That's like, true. you know, any of those websites. I still got Tuno my mixtape. My mixtape app on my phone. Oh, yeah. I love that still. What were some of your favorite mixtape sites back in the day? Not to get off on the tangent, but... Carter Chronicles, for sure. Oh, you're talking about mixtapes. What are you talking about? I was talking about sites. Oh, mixtapes, sites. Like, where'd you get your music off? Oh, I mean, my mixtapes, Hot New Hip Hop. Hot New Hip Hop was a good one. Um, Did you ever go to Two Dope Boys? mm -mm. Uh, Two Dope Boys was really, really good. Okay. That's where I learned about a lot of music from. Especially, like, early, like, they... That, like, hip hop um, blog era was a really cool time to be around yeah how new hip-hop was nice because it just it just had a list of new shit yeah and they you did just, it and it had a link you just click the link and just, yeah and you just yeah. click the link and just fucking download it i'm like damn this is this is fucking plug for real but mixtape wise what are some of your favorites since i mean you just said anticipation two is one of yours so what are some of i love cushion orange juice cushion orange juice probably my one. all-time favorite mixtape ever is that even yeah it is a mixtape yeah it's back on that's on streaming sites too yeah yeah probably my favorite mixtape was Khalifa cushion orange juice that was probably like the peak of my weed smoking. That's probably why, though. Yeah. Um, Does it happen? What, and you're a big currency guy, right? Yeah, currency. Um, I never really listened to Currency's mixtapes. Though I listened to like his pilot talks, like his albums. Oh, okay. Um, who else mixtape? It's hard to think off the top of my head. You forget all the good music that came out like during that time, like and people were putting out mixtapes steadily. Like Big Sean had like fucking yeah, Big Sean's finally famous. Finally famous, he was great. Yeah. 
I mean, Trey Songz had "Let Me Hold That Beat." Yeah, that was when cool. He rapped over shit. It was cool. I feel like Trey Songz had another mixtape that I really fucked with, but I can't remember what it was. Obviously, the two anticipations. The "Let Me Hold That Beat," but there was another one. I swear that was a big one too. I don't know. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to think back because I haven't listened to like a legit mixtape in so long. Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, it'd be like "So Far Gone." Be up there. Big Sean, finally famous dude up there. Uh, I forgot all about "So Far Gone." Friday Night Lights. It's another one. So far gone was like a was a moment. Oh yeah, I had a I burned it the night. Well, actually, I didn't burn it. A buddy of mine, shout out Marshawn, he went to Green River and he burned it for me. And he actually burned it backwards. Oh shit! And I went up there like it was like two o'clock in the morning to go get it from him because he told me he'd have it burned for me. And this was the night that it was coming out because everybody was waiting and Drake kept pushing it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, I don't know why I needed to get it from him. I could just burned it myself, but That's he was funny. my plug for music back then. Yeah, that really was a moment. I mean that. Yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the peaks of, had, like, Drake at his hottest. For sure. Speaking of, I guess we could talk about technically kind of mixtape. What did you think of the new Drake tape? I don't even know if you want to call it a tape or mixtape or album or whatever. What was it called? Something Lane? Uh, Dark Lane Demo Tapes or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. I enjoy Drake's music. Yeah. And I think that that's as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it was a lot of the songs I've already heard. Like, a lot of those songs are already either le- have leaked or mm-hmm. they've had snippets out of them or Drake put them on SoundCloud. So, for me, it was not, like, listening to a bunch of new music. Like, if you knew that they were out there, you knew they were out there. But it was nice to hear them full, fully done. But if he's given that stuff away, which was pretty good, like, that mixtape is probably better than most people's albums. Oh, for sure. That means he's got some shit on the album. Because he didn't, he didn't put the Roddy song on there. There's a song floating around called Grease, and it's, like, him... He like raps a little bit in, uh, I think it's French on the hook. Mm-hmm. Shit sounds crazy. It's like he if you saving that for a single, that's gonna be huge. He had that one song. Usually I don't like when he does those accents, but <laughs> he had that one song where he was at a UK radio station. And it was a freestyle, and it was on this tape. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, I don't think it was on this tape, wasn't it? On it was. Tape? It was UK freestyle. It was on this tape. Yeah, let me see. War. Maybe. This is the very last song. Maybe. Alright, we're just gonna freeze now. <laughs> it's UK voice. I didn't trust no one, so I got like Yeah. Yeah, war. That's a dope song. Yeah, it is. Even like with the one. UK it, it I wish somebody would make an album. Like I don't know if a Drake could do this, but like the Grease song that I was telling you about and that song, it kinda gives me like a 007 feel. Like I would love for somebody to do like a I don't think I've heard that song. Almost like I'll have to send to you, but it's like a almost like a watch the throne type of soundscape, but like very like it feels like like rich, exquisite, like you know how Rick Ross just sometimes just makes things sound way more expensive than they are. Mm-hmm. I would like that kind of stuff over like James Bond sounding beats. I like what you're describing. You know, like a very like, like music that you drive in an Aston Martin to, but also that you like, but it's also like cool, swanky, like tuxedo. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. Like ASMR music. Yeah, I don't want to say like mob boss type music, but very like Dawn-esque without like having to be overly violent. Just like the cool soundscape. Yeah, that vibe. Like that 007 just, like I could kill you if I really want to, but I'm trying to chill. Like mob ties? Like mob ties without the so blatantly violent, but that type of sound, you know? Like mob ties with some violins behind it? Yeah, that should be tight. (laughs) That would be dope as fuck. That should be tight. Like, just, like, watch the throne. Like, watch the throne's production. Like, somebody rapping over that that's not Jay-Z or Kanye. Yeah, I can see that. I'll have to send you that Grease record, though, because that's... I think that that would match the vibe, I'm telling you. But, yeah. I liked it. It was. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, apparently, it's supposed to come in second this week to Kenny Chesney. 
Interesting. Yeah, Kenny says he did two fifty, but I guess he had a bunch of crazy like ticket bundles. And I guess the Nicki Minaj fans were mad at Drake because she put a song out last Thursday, and they said this is the second time that they've tried. She he's tried to block her, so they've been going on sites and leaving bad user reviews, and they've been streaming Kenny Chesney just so he'll beat Drake. Wait, so is Nicki and Drake beefing? No, but uh, for some reason, Nick, anytime anything happens when Nicki's dropping or Ariana Grande's dropping or like one of those huge like pop stars like that, mm-hmm. their fans are crazy and will do stuff like that, like the Barb's and what are the Beyonce the the Beehive? Mm-hmm. I don't think Beyonce's fans. Well, they used to do it a lot, but maybe they've grown up now and don't do it as much anymore. But like Nicki Minaj's fans will spam like the Billboard stuff. They'll go on and they'll bash. All kinds of artists, like for no reason, just because Nicki Minaj is not going to get the new top ten. I don't want those kind of fans. Yeah, don't do that shit for me. Yeah, same (laughs) man. Like it's cool that you guys support, but that's looking a little wild. That's it, man. Just support me. Yeah, positive vibes only. Come on, man. It's 2020. We got enough fuck shit going on. For real. Oh, another mixtape. I was going to say Kendrick uh, Section 80. I don't know if you consider that. uh, I consider that a mixtape. That's that's probably my favorite of all time, besides So Far Gone, of course. But Section 80. What's the one right before that? Uh, overly dedicated. Yeah, that those was both good. good. Pretty much any TDE mixtape from that era was really good. Yeah, Scuba Q, Ab. All right, so a little bit of a sadder topic to move on to, but um, Ahmad Arbery, want to say rest in peace to him. He was recently um, gunned down by two white gentlemen whose name I refuse to say on here. Um, but basically, he was out for a jog. Um, I want to get the right place for this Bruns Brunswick. Anyways, he was out for a jog. Uh, two white gentlemen approached him because they thought that he was burglarizing places in the neighborhood. They pulled out some weapons. The gentleman struggled with one of the guys that had a shotgun. A tussle ensued, and then they shot him dead in the street. And this was all caught on a uh, bystanders. I'm assuming it's their traffic cam or something on their car. The dash and cam. Dash cam. Yeah. Watched it all played out. These guys claim that they were that they have proof that he was burglarizing homes. They they just got arrested last night, by the way. This this went on two almost two months ago, and they just got arrested for the first time. But if you dive a little bit deeper into wait wait wait, so they shot and killed this person that was unarmed. Yep, unarmed, just out for a jog, and they didn't get arrested. Did not get arrested. Did they go to? Did police talk to them at all? Uh, from what it seems like, an investigation was open, but nothing really happened. But then if you dig a little deeper into what's going on, apparently the guy, the older gentleman, because it was a father and a son that shot um, that shot the man, were he the dad or the older gentleman was a part of the police force before. Wasn't he? I think I might have saw something that he was an investigator for the DA. Uh, yeah, it was an investigator from the DA, and I think he was even a former sheriff's officer. Either way. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy how black people can just get killed and it's okay to society. Yeah. Like it's like it's okay. It pisses me off that it took people having to share this on the internet for these people to get arrested. Like that's ridiculous. Well, why do we have to take the justice into our own hands? Why do we have to be the ones sharing this shit for people to give a fuck? Like it's insane. It makes me wonder how often this type of stuff happens. Because if that camera wasn't there, yeah, it could have been anything. Those guys would have gotten off scot-free pretty much because basically what they're saying is if that video... Because somebody leaked that video footage. Mm. If nobody leaks that video footage, we probably don't even hear about this story. Mm-hmm. Ever. And then coming to find out that he has ties into the police and all this stuff. like, And they're, you know, from what it looks like on the outside, it looks like a cover-up. 
Yeah. Like, like they're protecting one of their own. Like they're just letting people do whatever they want. And that's crazy. That it took two months. Two months, and they finally they finally arrested him last night. And you know what? The, the the whole crazy thing is to me is America. This has already happened to before. This happened with Trayvon Martin. You know, and that guy mm-hmm. whose Multiple name, other people, yeah, yeah the guy whose name I won't even fucking say because he's not worth me using the breath to say his name. But he's running around free right now and rubbing it in America's face. Like this is your chance and America's chance to get this shit right. Like n- just getting arrested is not going to make a change for anything. Like we really have to start holding these people accountable for these type of things because that police department should be held accountable too. They're covering this up. There's got to be some retribution for that too. Yeah. They should definitely be held accountable. Like I think it's bullshit how people are allowed to be out here protesting with masks over their face and loaded guns and bulletproof vests on out in front of city halls, looking like the military. They're allowed to do that because their skin color is white, but you have black people dying in the streets because they're out for a jog or you have Latino kids getting shot or whoever it is, you know, that's not white. It's like the dis, I don't even know how to say this word, but the disproportionality in this country is insane. Like, and it's not, it's it, it, Trayvon happened how many years ago and it still hasn't gotten better. And I'm just using Trayvon cause it's like one of the major examples of this happening. What do you think would change something like this though? Cause it seems like it, it doesn't matter. Like it, I don't that's know. the fucked up part. Yeah, it just seems like nobody cares anymore. It's like, okay, black man gets killed, we get mad about it for three days, and then it just goes back under the rug again. Yep. Like, nothing's going to change in this country, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, man, honestly, like, I just don't understand how people can be dressed up looking like they're about to go fight a war in Iraq and can just walk around freely in front of City Hall and nothing happened to them. But if a white person or black person, and this is not really, I'm not comparing the two situations, but... You can see how clearly the rules are different for a set of people than they are for anybody else in this country. 100%. You've got black people standing with guns anywhere. They get shot, bro. Yeah, anybody that's not white. You put a Mexican, you put even an Asian person right now. Anybody that's just walking around with a gun is going to get shot. That kid got shot at the playground in, what was it, Cleveland? The African, young African-American boy, I think he was like 13 or 14 a couple years back because he had a toy gun in his hand. But you guys are marching up there with full assault rifles. And then what kind of message are you trying to portray? If you don't get your way... Now, what, are you going to militarize against your city hall? Yeah. Like, what are we doing out here, man? And I mean, this is besides the point. I don't even want to draw the comparison to this, but it's a larger picture thing. The guy has the guy that shot this Afri- young African-American gentleman was has pictures of him wearing a mega hat and saying, Allah is not God. Like, these are the type of people that are being enabled by our president's behavior. And by the people that he surrounds himself with. And it's like, if you can't look at that and see how disgusting things are in this country, like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get how people could just keep continue seeing people just die for these circumstances and in these ways and not feel some sort of empathy towards that and want to see change. I think a lot of people do want to see change. They just don't know what to do. That too. Like, protests are not working. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do? Clearly, you have to be careful even protesting at this point. Right. So what? what is someone supposed to do? Like, mean, that's the real question. What are people supposed to do? Yeah. And even like you see you're seeing videos now in like New York where the police are beating up on black people because they're not wearing their face masks. But then I see pictures of those, you know, the same police officer, not the exact same ones, but from, you know, same units and stuff out in parks handing out face masks to white people. So you're punching on that kid because he doesn't have one. But then you're handing them out to people of a fairer skin. Like, 
And I'm not just trying to make this a black and white thing. It's it's a really just a white versus everybody else at this point. Because yeah. even like Asian people, you know, we're seeing them getting mistreated now because of this virus stuff. Like, oh man, it's exhausting. But I feel like I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like I wish I had answers. Yeah, like even coming here, like we've—I don't know how many times we've had these situations occur. What, and it's not just with us. Like everybody, how many times will people get up there and we talk about this stuff, but nothing ever changes. Like it's insane. Well, even looking at the people that are out there, like out actively trying to change things, I don't—I don't know what progress is being made. I'm not right. on the front lines of these things to witness it either. So maybe there is something that I'm not unaware of, but it's really hard to see from a distance. Right. Man, I just wish that Ahmad gets the justice that he deserves for this, because this is the America. People have to understand this is this is the reality of America. Like we can sit here and we can put red, white, and blue and bald eagles and all kinds of crazy things and smother all over everything, but this is still down to the core how America is. Mm-hmm. You can put as much red, white, and blue all over it, but this is this is what your reality looks like, America, mm-hmm. and that's insane. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, maybe switch to a lighter topic. Just my weekly rant for the week, I guess. That's all good, bro. Rant it out. Yeah. What's up? Did you watch the Elon Musk uh, interview with Joe Rogan? No, I was planning on listening to that later. Ooh, okay, so I watched about half of it. Um, but he uh, has, is talking about this thing called Neuralink. Mm-hmm. Have you he heard been, anything about this? He's been talking about that for years. Okay, so I'm 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 new to this because, I mean, I'm not the biggest Elon person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm learning more. Uh, for the people that don't know what Neuralink is, basically they saw like a square in your head. And they attach this device in there that can link to your neurons and it can actually um, help people with being able to see, uh, see again, hear again, um, would make your limbs be able to work better. They've even talked about how in, it, it might be able to have us, uh, I can't think of the word, it right. might, we might be able to non-verbally communicate. Just funny that I'm struggling with communicating my idea yeah. as we're talking about that. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the science is really cool, but we're about to turn into RoboCops, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... Out of anybody in the world that's capable of doing something like this, I think Elon Musk is the guy. But yeah, Neuralink sounds sounds pretty cool. Um, even being able to possibly to upload your conscience one day, I think is interesting. And that's one of the leading companies that might be able to do something like that. Speaking of, um, have you watched Upload on Amazon? Oh, I was going to get to one more thing about the Elon thing. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, one of the other th- well, I guess we could move this around too. But one of the other things that I thought was really interesting about the Elon in uh, the Neuralink is that they were you were talking about uploading your memories, but I also saw that he said that you can go back and like pretty much edit your memories, so you can delete stuff that you no longer want to remember. Oh man, <laughs> it's odd. I don't see why not. No, that would be pretty cool. Um, it would be very interesting though to be able to rewatch your memories. I think that that would be amazing. Yeah, you would never have an argument last longer than it should again. Yeah, because you can just pull up proof. Yeah, yeah, pull up proof. Um, You'd pass every test. You'd be extremely smart in general. Yeah. Like if you can just do this on a dot. There was a Black Mirror episode that kind of covered this. Interesting. Just still, I know I've said on this podcast like 10 times, I'm going to go back and watch. Still haven't done it. Dude, Black Mirror. Check this shit out. I, I saw a hot headline actually, and it was Black Mirror creators said that they're not going to come out with season six because the bleakness of the society right now they're like yeah we don't need to do that right oh, now. well why would they even need to come out with new episodes when we're pretty much a living see <laughs> i don't believe i don't believe what they're saying though i think that this is a prime time to drop something like that prime time drop something yeah. that's so crazy which 
I think that they're going back and just scrapping everything, and they're using that as an excuse. Right. They're like, oh, shit, this Corona shit came out? This is better than our season six. Let me, uh, let's go back and redo this. Right. But yeah, going back to the Nerling stuff, I think that that'd be really cool to have access to to uh, parts of your thoughts that have already passed. Yeah. What you would do with that, everything's limitless at that point. From the from the way he was describing it, too, you'd be able to feel the emotions and stuff as you're reliving the memories. I mean, if That's you're... That's pretty insane. <laughs> wouldn't that make sense, though? I mean, for me, I, f- I would feel... No, no, like... Like, if you're going back looking at past memories, you would feel that emotion. Oh, the way I interpreted that was, like, you like if you felt joy in that moment, you would feel the same joy. Yeah, I agree with that, because I feel like each memory or each action that you do is attached to different inputs in your body. Yeah. Like, it's just registered. Like, um, me getting mad at you registers all these things in my body. Yeah. So, if I go back and I click that image, it would just go through and do the same inputs at the time of yeah it was i don't know it kind of makes sense and i wonder if you're going to be able to this is going to sound crazy but if you're going to be able to go back to old memories or it starts from when you upload it like when you put it into your head is that one you can like oh i see you access old memories as soon as you put the implant in can you go back and access past memories yeah or Or does does it start start from there from as soon as the implant's in That'd be interesting because then you would have to implant it in your baby and hope that that's something that they want. Yeah. What do you think? If you want a whole life source of of memories. Yeah, that's nuts. That's going to be crazy. We're almost getting to uh, pretty much minority report now. Now we just need people to. Oh, that's a good point. Like if you arrest somebody and you want to see if they did do the crime. Oh, shit. Yeah. Remember how we were talking about how there's going to be something so much better than DNA at some point that's going to catch even more people up? That might be it. Yeah, what if that's the thing? That might be it. You can't hide what you saw. Yeah. That's very true. It's on tape. Yeah, it's on whatever well, you want to call that. Yeah, drive memory. Uh, what do you? We talked a couple of weeks ago about his kids, or not his specific kid's name, but we talked about crazy kid names and mm-hmm. how they should be banned. What do you think about his kid's name? What is it like? AX Archangel or something. Yeah, and like uh, he explained a little bit, the Archangel one is named after a plane, uh-huh. like a B fifty two seventy one. Yeah, something like that. B fifty two. I don't know, man. Letters and numbers. Fuck yeah. I just know they both carry bombs and they both stealth. It's like a warplane that doesn't use missiles. Oh, okay. So it's like a non-violent warplane. Interesting. It's like one of the fastest planes ever. Um, oh yeah, isn't it like uh, it's shaped like almost like to a point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, is that really what the baby's name is on the birth certificate, though? I don't know. Like, are they just saying that for shock value, or do they call it something different? Like, is the baby's name, like, really Steve or something? <laughs> what if the baby's name is Steve Musk on the birth certificate, and they're just doing this just because? Yeah, could be. I don't know. I really don't care enough. Yeah. And especially if you're going to be set, like, if you're going to be born a billionaire, your name doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious how we just talked about, you know, baby people's babies' names, and then he comes out and names his kid crazy. Like, I mean, not that we wouldn't expect him to name his kid something crazy, but mm-hmm. I did not know that he had kids previously to this, though. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm not a huge, huge person on him. Was he married before? I think so. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Uh, what do you think about his, have you seen, like, what's going on with his tweeting him lately? He's been tweeting crazy shit that's been, like, manipulating... Well, they say it's manipulating the stock, but the stock has been going down crazy because he's been tweeting all this wild stuff. He does it all the time. He once said that he was going to make the company go private. Yeah. He's also saying that he's now going to sell off all his possessions and that he wants to rent a house. He doesn't want to own one. I mean, okay. <laughs> like, what, what is this, What kind of information does this guy have that I need? I feel like he's just <laughs> so preoccupied with so many things that the first thing that comes to his mind is 
going to be so different than what we think. Yeah. At this point, like think about just dedicating all your time and resources to one thing. Well, actually to multiple huge things that so many people depend on that like, and I'm not saying that this is him, but Mm -hmm. let's say like a meaningful, uh, intimate relationship with your wife can never be achieved. Like, do you start regretting some shit like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's going to be a lot of weird things that go into someone's mind. That was a weird ass example, but you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, man. A lot of crazy stuff going on with him, but, um, he's determined to get us to Mars. I will say one good thing about Joe Rogan about his podcast is the funny thing is, you know, he's a, he's a well-read person. You know, he's very smart. Joe Rogan is, Mm -hmm. but when he gets people like Elon Musk up there, he never tries to be too smart for the person he's interviewing. He allows them to explain through their thoughts and he asks questions to get them to explain through their thoughts to like what a normal person, like, even though he might understand it, he's getting his guests to speak it so that a normal person like me who doesn't have as much information would be able to understand it too. And not the point. Like, I always wondered that when someone's like, oh my goodness, that was such a good interview. So-and-so let so-and-so talk. I'm always like, isn't that what the fuck you're supposed to do? Yeah, but some people just let people talk and just let them say whatever. But I think Joe Rogan's, the great ability that he has is his being able to, when that person goes off on a tangent, give him a good enough question to bring him back, keep him on track, and it's a good enough question to make him come back. Like, remember when Kanye used to go on all those uh, interviews and he used to just rant about fashion or whatever, and people would just let him do it, but and none of it made sense? It's like if there was somebody that was could position that well enough, they would have gotten more out of that interview by reeling him back in at certain points so he could explain to himself, explain himself better. I think that's one thing that Joe does really well, especially with people like Elon, where he gets super technical. He's like, hey, man, hold on a second. You made a really good point there. Let me pull that point out. I'll ask you a question that will open up so much more around what you were talking about, too. Yeah, I don't want to discredit Joe Rogan by any means, because yeah. obviously he's fucking dope at what he does. But I think that it just comes down to Joe Rogan himself just being curious. Like, well, that's... That's another thing I was going to say. Is the crazy thing is you see how, even though Joe Rogan is such a well-studied person, he is really excited about this stuff. That's why he's so well-studied. It's because he asks questions. He yeah. wants to learn himself. And it's just a byproduct that we get to help. It helps other people understand. That's true. But yeah. He's great at what he does. Like yeah. He's definitely one of my role models when it comes to podcasts. And that's for damn sure. For sure. Shout out Joe Rogan. All right. Let's do picks of the week. Yeah. Um, so my pick this week would be upload on Amazon. And it's fucking dope. A series about right before you die, you can be uploaded yeah. into uh, this. Uh, it's almost like a retirement home for dead people. But it's heaven is how they describe it. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. It's really cool. Yeah. The idea is cool. The show itself kind of, um, I'm going to be real. The show itself kind of gets corny. And one thing that I would have rather them do instead of doing um, futuristic things of present stuff, for example, like a future Uber so it's like a self-driving bicycle yeah. or something like that. Like I would rather them show like what Uber would have been, you know, a hundred years from now. Right. Instead of, you know, you have a cell phone and it's just, now it's your hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, really? But do you, I, sometimes I think about that kind of stuff too. Like, oh, they could have came up with better technology, but then maybe that might be the only thing that they could really think of. Maybe. I think that they're budget restricted too. That's true. Could be. But besides that, the concept of the show is really fucking cool. Yeah. Uploading your conscience so that you live on for forever when you're at the verge of dying. Or, I mean, if you just want to just die now, I guess you can just upload your conscience. Yeah. Yeah, kind of going off the Elon thing. So, yeah, basically the way I interpreted it was that, um, and I'm only through episode three. You're a little bit further than I am. But basically... If when a person dies, you have this small... But they can't be dead. Yeah, you have this... I was going to say you have this small frame of time Mm -hmm. 
to uh, upload this person's consciousness to these heavens that they have. Mm -hmm. And basically the heavens are like almost like a resort that they can go to. Mm -hmm. And it's the heaven is based off of the person that's dying's wishes. So in this case, and this isn't really spoiling anything because this is in the first episode, but the guy's consciousness is being uploaded as the girlfriend's grandma. So that's her dream that he's being uploaded into with the whole, why it looks like a senior citizen home and there's old people and stuff there because it's her, the reality she wanted. And then everything in it is um, like grab and go. Like you have to pay for everything, like different breakfast. I mean, there's like a breakfast that's included, but then there's you have to pay for different breakfasts. You have to pay for upgrades. You have to pay for all kinds of things. So it's like almost like a TV show that's The Sims. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really interesting. I thought it was a little cheesy too, to be honest with you. Like the jokes are a little bit corny. The characters are a little bit goofy. But that kind of drew me in. And then also visually, it looks pretty cool. See the, that drew me into the goofiness like turned me off. Oh really? At first, yeah. at first I will say it did. I was like, oh man, I don't know where this show's going. But I kind of like how they're not taking the future as seriously as some other shows. Oh, I just yeah, I don't know. Do you remember the movie back in the day? And it was a guy. I'm pretty sure he was a soldier or maybe like a cop or something like that. Anyway, he was on the verge of dying, but there was like still just a little flame left in his mind that they were able to attach something to him, and he would go back in time. And stop this bomb from happening in a train. Oh. Like over and over and over. I did see this. Uh, until he got it right. Wasn't it Ryan Reynolds? It's one of those white dudes that's in all those movies. But Maybe. Ryan was, Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's in like, like the that. little machine thing. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and he keeps going back on. There's a girl. There's like a romance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's not Ryan Reynolds. It's Yeah, it is Ryan Reynolds. No, I know, which one, I know what movie you're talking about for sure. Uh, it's one of those white dudes like Ryan Reynolds, Ryan yeah. Gosling, one of them. I just think it's interesting that that came out so long ago and it had a similar concept of uploading your conscience to something. Yeah. At the last second, like right before you die. Right. It plays on a lot of cool themes in the show too. Like uh, not only like death and things like that, but also religion too. Like what you believe in as far as like, like the girls. uh, So in the show they have when they're in this like fantasy realm or whatever, where the, this heaven place is taking place, they have like a guardian or what they call it an angel it's basically like your customer service person mm-hmm. and her dad doesn't believe in being uploaded because of religious You're talking reason. about upload. Yeah. Okay. Um, and her dad can't be uploaded for religion or he doesn't want to be for re- religious reasons. So it does kind of play on themes of like God and stuff. So I do think that even though it's kind of cheesy and corny at some points, there is a lot of deeper themes into that too. Yeah. No, the concepts, yeah. like I said, like I, yeah. I love the concepts. I just think sometimes there's, the fluff. there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of corny. Yeah. A lot of corny, but if you can get past the corny, I think you would, you know, if you like that type of shit, you'll enjoy upload. Yeah. One uh, one scene I did find really funny was uh, when they're doing it in the car. And she goes, uh, do you think your parents like me? And he goes, God, you're so hot. Yeah. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be, I was thinking about this too, though. That would be really cool in the future if they had cars like that. I mean, they, I know we kind of have that now, but, you know, like they have in there. So the cars are like basically self-driving Teslas. But what I was going to say was the cool thing would be if we were able to have a car just drive us around while we recorded the podcast. It's going to happen. Yeah. 100% it's going to happen. Like, maybe in the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of technology, like that technology being now. I was like, how would this make my life easier now? That would be tight if a car just drove us around and we could record the podcast in it. That's our studio. We'll put yeah. it up for a self-driving car. And you guys will never catch us because you'll never know where we're at. We'll just keep constantly moving. Yeah. Uh, well, did you have any other uh, picks of the week? No. No. Well, I, I guess you could probably throw anticipation too in there. That was actually one I was gonna say. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's uh, I guess give people give you the people your favorite song off of there. Anticipation too. Yeah. Um, still scratching me up. Probably. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Trey just put out a new single too. Oh, I'll check it out. Uh, him and Summer Walker. 
Oh, I did hear that actually. Yeah, not yeah, bad. That's cool. Um, and it's Hitmaker. So I thought it was interesting yeah. that he went to Hitmaker though. That was pretty dope. Um, let's see what I had uh, for this week. So music-wise, um, I've been actually listening to a lot of uh, music that I either skipped over really quickly at the beginning of this year, kind of just went under the rug. Um, do you know who Tame Impala is? Um, so he does like, I don't even know how to really disguise music. It's like alternative rockish type music. But uh, he did, uh, golly, what's the song on Rihanna's album? Um, it's on Anti. It's like got the crazy guitar. Desperado? Might be Desperado. I think he. I think that's the one she. He actually. She actually samples him for that song. Uh, his name's Tim Paula. He had an album out called The Slow Rush. It's really, really good. Uh, but it was one of those things that came out like right before Corona, and then everything happened. So I just completely forgot about it. Um, you actually reminded me of something that I think is a good pick of the week. Uh, How to Make It America. Yeah. We fucking uh, both of us love that fucking show. Yeah, yeah. show. I started um, that over. Started the series. There's only two two seasons, which really sucked. Yeah, because it's really good. Yeah. About, two kids in new york that are trying to make a clothing company they're not even the crazy thing is they're not even kids i thought they were like 22 23 years old they're our age they're like 30 year olds in that show i mean i can see that yeah i guess when we came out yeah 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 really good show takes place in new york um they're trying to make their own clothing line um kind of deals with i guess mid or late 20s early 30s drama kind of too without making it turn into like a romantic thing so yeah really good show that's on hbo Mm -hmm. and then um been rereading some of the books i have too uh you might find this one interesting too. Uh, the book is called Doors of Perception. It's by Aldous Huxley, and basically this author takes mescaline and some other drug. I can't remember what it is. Sounds fun. Uh, but he takes the drugs that allow him to see all points of view of everything instead of just his own point of view. So like when he takes a drug, he becomes like the uh, leg on a table and sees the world from that leg on the table, or. Like something like a lamp, he'll see it from the light bulb on the lamp. Like he'll see things from all different kinds of perspectives. And the whole book is basically about changing your perspective from just seeing your narrow point of narrow minded point of view to seeing everything as a whole. And uh, Jim Morrison, who's the leader of the Doors, that's a rock band. Uh, I think really popular in the eighties. He actually named them the Doors because of this book. Interesting. I think it'd be really cool to if we had a gauge on ourselves where we can see like how you're just talking about. Um, broadening your narrow-mindedness yeah i wish that we had a gauge where we can see how wide someone's mind is yeah like if you can just walk around like damn you are narrow-minded yeah or like whoa you're you're a very open person you know? yeah like i'm curious what mine would look like yeah because I, I would like to think that i'm pretty open-minded about stuff but i can be very very narrow-minded about especially when it comes to things i like well self-bias i think that we're both wrong on how we perceive ourselves yeah like we're gonna see ourselves better in ways and worse in ways. Yeah, because like some of the, specifically with that, like some of the things that I think I do really well, some people might not think I do so well, or some of the things that people think that I do well, I don't necessarily think are well. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's all just based off perception too. All right, well we got hot headlines. Hot headlines. We talked about Black Mirror earlier. Mm-hmm. Might be uh, the climate might be too fucked up to air that. Um, Wait. So, was it? What, did they say it was done? They said that they're not dropping episode, oh, or season six. Man, they can't quit that shit. That's just too good. I saw a headline. I don't know how real this is, but it said uh, Kim Jong Un faked his death to expose traitors. I thought that shit was fucking funny, dude. Gotcha. Yeah, that is pretty funny. I mean, if that's really what it is. If he was just trying to figure out who the ops were, yeah, that, man, that's, that's genius. Actually, that you know, that's funny. Like what? 
this is gonna sound dark, but what if like he faked the whole thing up into his funeral, got all these people to show up to his funeral, and just popped out and think it was like, psych bitch, I'm yeah. still here. And now y'all look stupid. Yeah. Uh Trump says he is treated worse than President Abraham Lincoln, who, remind you, was assassinated. <laughs> I leave it to him to say some shit like that. Uh, Did he say why? Uh, I didn't read that. I'm sure he didn't say why. I'm yeah. sure he just said a sentence like they treat me worse than Abraham Lincoln and left it at that, huh? Yeah. Um, another Trump-related one. Trump won't wear a mask in public because he's afraid he might look ridiculous and it will harm his re-election chances. Hmm. Really? Did he, was he sleepwalking the last two months and he's been handling this coronavirus and doesn't know how he already looks? Oh, man. I think that it would actually help his chances. If he was walking around with a mask on? Yeah. Dude, people know what you look like. All you have to do is see his hair and know who the fuck that is. Like, if he wears a mask, it's not going to hurt his chance. I think it might help his chance to show that he's actually um, being active in preventing a pandemic from spreading. Oh, yeah. No, I 100% agree. Because some of the top comments when he was doing his little uh, White House briefings or whatever you want to call them were, why is, why is nobody up there standing six feet apart from each other? Why is everybody shaking each other's hands? Why is nobody wearing masks? Mm-hmm. While wow, they're telling people to wear masks and do all that. So, yeah, man. I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, Tom Cruise and NASA and talks about uh, filming a movie in space. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. If anybody could go do some crazy shit in space, it'd be Tom Cruise. Yep. Um, company owner decided to stop paying his drivers, so one of them parked their semi on the owner's Ferrari and just left it there. Oh, the big-ass truck on that thing? Yeah, I saw that, that picture. That was crazy. Hey, man. That's what happens when you don't do right by people. Oh, boy. Um, armed black citizens escort Michigan lawmaker to Capitol after volatile right-wing protest. I wonder how this is going to go. Look at this picture. Oh, shit. Well, we'll see if uh, they treat black people different than white people. Yeah. This just happened today. Oh, yesterday. Interesting. Um, this is probably the wildest one I read this week, and I already said this to you, but I have a couple thoughts on this one. Uh, per TMZ, Earl Thomas's wife found him with another woman and held him at gunpoint. Earl was able to wrestle the gun away from her, and nobody was hurt. His wife was arrested and booked for burglary of a residence with intent to commit aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. So first and foremost, I do want to say I am glad that nothing crazier happened to this, and you know nobody ended up dead. But the reports and stuff that came out after this, man, your boy Earl was wild. Oh, he's wild. I think wilding. it's the dreads. Once the dreads hit a certain length, they just people just start wilding. He's just wilding, bro. Because here's some of the details about what happened. So the way she caught him was that she logged onto his Snapchat and found out from his, you know, his location that he was at an Airbnb. Right. First off, you're not even supposed to be renting Airbnbs right now. So either somebody did some backdoor shit or he's had that Airbnb in the tuck. Mm-hmm. He, once she got there, apparently he was in bed with his brother and a bunch of other girls, and they were running trains on these girls. Bro, you have a wife and kids at home, the corona's going on, and you're having orgies with your brother at your at an Airbnb that you're not supposed to be in. Yeah. And then the next day, had the audacity to get on Instagram and post a video with him doing some dancing with some random chicks, throwing money, and drinking 42 or some shit. Yeah, so everybody who has their Earl Thomas bingo cards, yeah. hope, you, uh, hope you got all those marks down. Man... I love Earl, but man, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, yeah, the, you, you're running trains while the corona's going on? And you got kids at home? What are you doing, man? Uh, we touched on this earlier, but we were talking about the Russian doctors. That yes. Falling yeah. from the windows. What the fuck is going on with that? The third one fell after a coronavirus complaint. 
Like that's all this article says. It doesn't necessarily say why. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. A lot of weird shit going on with a lot of Corona doctors lately. A paramedic who complained about being forced to work despite contracting coronavirus is in critical condition after he fell from a hospital window in Western Russia this weekend. So these people get sick and like wobble out the window. Hmm. Like, I, guess, I think I've seen this story before. Like someone throwing these motherfuckers. Yeah. So the doctor gets caught with Corona and they just. You're out of here. Gotta go. Uh, this is really a, a headline, but I think I said this to you too earlier in the week. But uh, you've definitely seen the things about uh, Fifty Cent getting trolled by the graffiti artist. That's just amazing. You know, somebody painted him as six nine. Some paint him as six nine. Some paint him as a female, a white female. Dude, that shit is wild. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, basically, there's I think the guy's from Australia or something like that. He's going around pretty much trolling Fifty Cent by painting these murals of a. And they're really good. Yeah, they're really great art. It, it's depicting him as like you said, like a woman in a six nine, and just shit's wild. Yeah. And it looks like Fifty's actually upset that this is going on too. I think he's upset, but he's not. Yeah. He's like, this is publicity. Fuck it. I think it's funny though. It's definitely watch watch Ja Rule be watch it be Ja Rule. Oh man. It's too funny. Oh, yeah. Nick Cage is Tiger King. Apparently, they're making a Tiger King movie as if that was needed, but... They shouldn't do that. Yeah. And why Why did they pick Nick Cage? Do you like Nick Cage as an actor? Did we have this discussion before, I think? Probably. Um, Let's, let me ask you again. Do you like Nick Cage as an actor? I don't I don't, I don't really care for him. Nick Cage kind of reminds me of... Um, didn't we have this conversation about him and Keanu Reeves? Yeah, they're similar. Like, they have really... There's, they've got some really classic movies under their belt, but they're like 27% from the field. On any given day, Nick Cage. I'm not even a friend. He only has Gone in 60 Seconds for me. Gone 60 Seconds was great. Um, National Treasure. Don't say that. Oh, I like that movie personally. Oh my but, God. Um, what was the other one? Angels and Demons or something? Oh, Angels and Demons was great. The sequel to that was great. Uh, did you ever like Connor? I don't think I've watched that. I is that with him? Fan. Yeah. See, that's my problem. Is that I've had so many strikes against him that <laughs> watching another movie from him is hard. You know? Yeah. I don't know if that's is that an old movie. Uh, Connor? Yeah. Yeah, I think early 2000s. Yeah, so I'm definitely not going to pick Vin that Reigns is in it, and um, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. It's a really weird movie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it's not really that's something. A, that's an interesting cast already. He's kind of like John Travolta to me, too. You know, like John Travolta has some good movies, but he's not. I don't really care for him as an actor that much. Me either. What's a movie with John Travolta that you actually fuck with? Swordfish. Swordfish, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction was great. Yeah. That's really about it for me. Yeah. Did you want to say, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago we had a conversation about uh, career-defining movies, and we forgot Jim Carrey had Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber How do sure. we forget that? I don't know. Even the second one, too. I love that fucking movie. Let's just say that we were, if we were even more popular, people would get on us about that. Yeah, probably. Um, got anything else? Uh, shout-out time. Let's do some shout-outs. Um, so a couple shout-outs for this week. Uh, first off... Uh, to all the nurses out there, it's National Nurses Week, so thank you for everything you guys have been doing during this time. I know that you know things are really hard on you guys right now, so I'm just very appreciative. Not myself, but all of us are very appreciative of what you've done. Um, and actually, cool thing, do you know who Banksy is, the artist? Yeah, of course. He uh, randomly uh, delivered a portrait to, I can't remember which hospital it was, but just painted a portrait for nurses this weekend in one of the hospitals. That's um, dope. It's also Teacher Appreciation Week, so shout out to all the teachers out there for everything you guys do. I know you guys are at home right now, but a lot of you still have to be on a computer teaching and you know during the school year you, know, you have to deal with kids so uh appreciation and mother's day yes. shout out to all the moms out there we love you all thank you for all your sacrifices thank you for everything you guys do 
Shout out to all the mothers and all the mothers to be. Yep. Yeah. That's my shout outs for the week. Uh, of course, check us out. IG, Twitter, all that good stuff. NoStructurePodcast.com. You're good at shout outs. You know that? I, I actually wrote those down previously. So that, uh... Oh. No, take credit for that. You're good at shout outs. Oh, you know that? Thanks, bro. Yeah, man. I should go on microphone to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Just shout out to everybody, I guess. I don't really, I don't really have too much. Yeah, man. Shout out to this fucking sun. Yeah, nice weather. It's supposed to be 80 tomorrow. Yeah, hey, boy. You got any big plans this weekend? I know we can't really do anything that much, but... Um, barbecue. Yeah, yeah barbecuing for sure. Doing anything for moms? Uh, dropping off some flowers. Yeah, I uh, sent my mom some flowers. I'm going to get my grandma some uh, Olive Garden. That's what's up. Delivered. Yeah. Yeah, man. Treat your mom well. Everybody. I'm not just talking specifically to you. Everybody treat their mom well. Peace.